Welcome to the Pop Culture Audit, where we review reality TV and talk about all things pop culture through a contemporary and critical lens. So what exactly is the Pop Culture Audit? Easy. We take a deep dive of pop culture source material. In this case, we are auditing America's Next Top, Next Top Model season four. Um, and- Cycle. Oh, I'm sorry, cycle, cycle. <laughs> not season. Um, we're going to come through and highlight some cringy and historical moments in pop culture discourse. If you're into that, you're in the right place. If you're not into that, you're still in the right place. I'm Jasmine. Hi, it's Bren, and we're missing Keela. We are. gallivanting through uh, <laughs> the streets of Europe um, over That's in right. Spain for the next couple of weeks, so we're stepping in for her. We're going to do our best. And it really does feel like a sacrilege without her because we know how much she cares about this content. And like, I think specifically this episode, I I couldn't not watch it through (laughs) the lens of like, how did Keela handle this? Uh, Yeah. Even I watched um, all of this when it originally came out and I was screaming through this whole episode. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't believe I was consuming this every single week. And just like not like yeah like not not even raising eyebrows. No, nope, like, not at all. Blaming the girls. Oh, I was. Oh, I, was I have a part so many thoughts about this. <laughs> this time, yes, exactly. This the notes are really about because then you zoom out and you start as we talk about this, you start to think about all of the shows around that time, and you're like, they were all like this. They were all like this. This is oh, how shit. society was, and how we used to speak about people. Um, yeah, it was really intense. This was intense. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us. Is like. I don't know. I just feel like there was the whole, for so long, there's been this like generational thing where generation is like stuck in their ways. And yeah. when I do watch this, I'm like, we have changed. I have personally changed. Same. You know like, what? I never even thought about that. Um, but yeah, I feel like maybe we've changed more than most uh, generations before us. Maybe we've made yeah, quite we're a just stride. ready to evolve. Yeah. yeah. Millennials here. So Millennials. <laughs> patting okay. ourselves on the back. Millennials up. Up. Yep. <laughs> for sure. Okay. Are you ready for this recap? I'm ready. Give it to me. All right, y'all. I I mean, I want to make them – I go back through my notes and I want to make them more clear and crisp and I cannot. It's so crazy. the chaos of my notes. It's so crazy. I know. Yeah. What we cannot overstate is how poorly produced the show is. Um, Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It's so bad. The the reality, like – structure has gotten so much better yeah. at like it's actual storytelling yeah and like story exactly mm-hmm. it is it is whiplash from like jump on these things and they don't build up key moments and then they hype up other moments that are so it's so bananas you can tell so, there's a lot going on in the back that we didn't see um that's yeah. very well, obvious and then when we hear that like it takes them like 13 hours to film a judging thing and you're like why also you can see (laughs) like people you can see the exhaustion in the girls faces oh absolutely and you're like what how does this take so long and of course anyway we'll get to the annoyance of the production and how it lands on the girls but let's get into this recap okay all right here we go Remember that we are down to 14 girls, and I'm going to keep saying girls, but just pretend I'm using air quotes the whole time because I am just quoting Tyra. These ladies, yeah. Uh, Yes, these young women people. They all are going to live in a house together. Um, So we open this episode with all of the girls just standing in the middle of the street at Paramount Studios. 
They assume they were going to be going to New York, but instead we find out they are going to stay right here and live in Los Angeles. Woo! There's a lot of like, <laughs> just assume after everything, there's a lot of woo and like Yeah, it's a lot of unnecessary and, like, excitement. It's like a bachelorette party yeah. in Nashville, like <laughs> exactly. nonstop, just a lot of woo yeah. and clapping. So now they're on this back lot at Paramount. They're riding around in these golf carts. There's a whole stage set up where they stumble upon a movie filming and there's police in it. Ends up they're the fashion police. Who even knew? I thought that was so funny. And then, oh, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> was so corny. All of the setup is to tell the girls that today is their first photo shoot and they're going to turn the girls into, and I'm quoting this, sexy hot aliens taking over Manhattan. Very strange. I have to pause because I forgot to say the title of this episode and it made me laugh so hard. Cycle four, episode two is the girls who hate their makeovers. Oh, that's fitting. Fine. Um, it, yeah, it's really on the nose. Right. Specifically on the nose of like, yeah. these days they do like a cute little, you remember Summer House, they're like, yes. Jamaica me crazy. Like yeah, they, they do little cute things. Try. And then this is just like, this is what happens in this episode. Yeah, so. it's very, very on the nose. Yeah. No. Anyway, sexy hot aliens taking over Manhattan. The girls scream and clap, bachelorette party noises, da 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 da. Oh my God, it turns out these fake police are actually the judges. So, y'all, I really didn't know this because I've never seen this before. So, Nigel, Janice, and Nole are the judges, but they were pretending to be these police. And that was funny to everyone. Except for me, because I didn't get no, it. No, it was um, awful. It was just even I knew what was going on and still was like, this sucks. It sucks. It just sucks. Um, okay. So we watch all the girls get ready. They're backstage getting ready for the photo shoot. And then they come out for their photo shoot. Everyone's fine. They sort of look like aliens. The makeup is kind of funny. Like, some of it is just so phoned in. Like, just like a circle they drew on your eyebrow. Yeah, they're like, oh, this looks alien-esque. No. No, some of them have like super cool like streaks and like really cool colors and really cool like contour. And then some of them are like regular day makeup and we just drew a circle around your eye. Yeah, they got lazy at the (laughs) end for sure. Yeah, eyeliner. It's It's not giving high fashion. It's so funny to hear them talk about like how high fashion it is. I'm like, this is giving like cheap, cheap. I can do this in my sleep, yeah. Literally. Mm -hmm. I think especially, maybe we'll get to this, especially because of the like rise of like online makeup. Um, This just looks so Oh, everyone's basically a uh, makeup artist these days. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Somebody on TikTok could run circles around this photo shoot. 100%, yeah. Okay, so we're watching Brandy have sort of a temper tantrum because they're taking too long. She's irritated that she was kept waiting. I'm going to say she should maybe not be sharing her truest thoughts Uh, in this moment. Maybe you should uh, not talk, Brandy, but she is. She's she's really processing. She's an external processor, let's say that. That's a nice way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So she comes out there and there she's being giving Nigel attitude and she's being honest like to be H. She's like I was waiting a long time. It kind of sucked. Fair. Uh but then she thinks she did a really great job. She says on a scale from 1 to 10 I give myself an 11. So she feels really good about it and that makes me pretty worried <laughs> that yeah. this is not going to go well. Oh, I'm just going to be throwing in these random shitty things that they say to the model. So on one of the models Nigel says, "Remember to suck in your gut." 
Uh, and then they said about another person, oh, we have to watch out for her body too. Her body's a little thick. Yes. And then he calls her a side of beef. And this is no light. And I'm telling you, this man is positively no chubby. Yes. Chubby. Yes. And he calls this woman a side mm-hmm, of beef. Mm-hmm. Nole actually should be single-handedly canceled, actually. Uh, and I wrote that down in my notes. We have to research. Yeah, we'll get to yes, this. But for sure. Listeners, the several listeners we have, we are we are going to reinstate a campaign to find this person. And, and, and cancel, cancel him, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Leave Lizzo alone. Let's go after Yeah, we this. have bigger fish to fry. Woo! <laughs> All right. Holy shit. Now he calls Tiffany a ghetto alien. What the fuck is happening? That's what I wrote. Yo, ghetto I alien. I paused. I started taking copious notes. That is a whole audit for me. Um, when I tell you they say the word ghetto in this episode at least eight times. I have that written down as well. Times. It was horrible. Oh, it it's so hard not to get into yeah. my audit uh, points. Ugh, this is I know, crazy. I know. As we go through, All yeah. right, we're gonna keep going. Okay. Mr. J. Um, Mr. J says that Tiffany has a sad story, so he's sympathizing with her life, but not thinking about whether or not she's a good model. And like, fuck these people. Like, they think this is like normal. Anyway, now they're open. Like the 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 experts, the Jays and Nole are like openly laughing at them, like making fun of yeah. the, these girls as they're doing their best here. So that's how we end that. They get a Tyra mail. Remember Tyra Mail that says they are all going to go to a spa for a life of luxury. That doesn't feel like a trick. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Now the van is taking them to a seedy part of L.A. and the girls are stressed. So we see all this B-roll of what we are supposed to assume is Compton or something. Yeah, like, it's probably just, just downtown L.A. Skid Row, <laughs> literally. Like, have has anyone been to L.A.? They keep saying, like, why are we in the ghetto? So there's ghetto alert number yeah, two. Yeah, a lot. Projects was mentioned as Projects. well. Projects, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, we don't want to get out of the car. They do get out of the van, and then a group of actual skinheads with a pit bull approach them. Like, Looking like village people. I mean, it was just so... Yeah, sort of like hippies, but are they Nazis? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, also why do we have a Rottweiler? Yep, <laughs> super corny. corny. <laughs> and, like, are we supposed to believe they're getting murdered? Like... These little setups are, you can tell that the producers think this is like fucking gold. Maybe it was. People were watching. Yeah. Uh, One of the skinhead hippies says, hey, girls, looking good. And then they invite the girls in. And of course, the girls are like, yes, we should do this. And then he says, you're at serious clothing. Ha ha ha. What a trick. These are designers and they have great clothes. What a hilarious (laughs) trick. First of all, I don't understand any of this. Where are you? What is serious clothing? Why are you excited? We need to look up serious Why clothing. is it here? What, who is this person? They gave us no context. All I think this even is made at the time up. it was filmed. What is that? Like they're pulling out mini skirts and then one of the walls moves and it's actually where they're going to live. So not only is it this fake clothing store run by hippie Nazis with pit bulls, but it's also their apartment. And I am like fully completely lost apartment aka production studio because nothing looks cozy about this yeah no it's this huge open space that they clearly just threw rugs and beads and like bunk (laughs) beds in and then there's a whole like just giant pictures of tyra everywhere this is so weird unnecessary pictures of tyra i mean whenever these reality shows show the sleeping quarters and they're sharing all these rooms i just think like how 
on top of everything else, I would sleep like shit. I think about like that three too. Other like all people. these lights, all of this open space. How are they actually sleeping at night? No. And like, yeah, you're, you're on edge. You're with people you don't know in a room you're unfamiliar with. Like I there's don't, cameras going 24 hours. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, no, no. Anyway, they all choose beds and then Tyra shows up. Tyra explains why they are in Los Angeles. It's important for them to see this other side of the business besides the New York side. Now it's morning time and Miss J is in the house. She's wearing a shirt that says, don't feed the models. <sighs> Jay announces that they are there to do weights and measures to see who is fat and who thinks she's fat and who is not fat. Here we go. So I started to try and like write down all the weights of everyone and I I got lost because they were moving too yeah, fast. Moving but really I can quickly. tell you that the highest weight that we hear is 138 pounds mm-hmm. and they're making a huge deal about it. And when I tell you that this girl, it's Brita. It's the one they call the side of beef. Stunning and not only stunning, slender. Like thin. If I was like he, 138 pounds, I would be in a hospital with an IV in my arm. Like that's way that's so that's not even big. You know what I mean? Like that's small. I, I just feel like I'm just saying when you see her, like her body looks like Jasmine from Aladdin. Like yes, the way so, that her like stomach uh-huh, curves in uh-huh. inward. Like I know. She's the rest so beautiful. of these women are between they're, they're so she's so beautiful. She actually looks maybe not emaciated, um, but the rest of them are between a hundred and a hundred and twenty three pounds. Uh, and yeah, I want to also the say the smallest person there was like a hundred and thirteen or something like that. I thought somebody was right at a hundred. I don't know. Oh, oh, they were. But I have okay. to also say that they're like five ten, y'all. Okay, yeah, so really it's tall not girls. like. Yes, they're very tall. Their normal body weight should probably be like a a buck sixty five, buck seventy, right? For their height, you know, like this is to be a hundred and some pounds and five ten is upsetting. Anyway, they get another Tyra mail that says someone will go home tomorrow. That really makes them sad, as if they didn't know how the show was going to go. (laughs) Right. So they're very sad. Next day, we're in the next day. The days fly by in this show. Um, they go to a salon and they realize it's a makeover day, which we knew the whole time. Um, there's going to be a sexy photo shoot after makeover day. Why is Tyra there makeover day through, the day that they leave? That was so dumb to the me. Day, like, you already did a photo shoot, like a whole thing, yeah. and now you're doing the second. Like, it is just so Even chaotic and really structured. Like, that's not... I don't know. I thought no. that was strange. Also... Tyra goes through and tells each of them what they're going to do. We sit, literally sit here as the audience and watch her go through and tell each of these 14 girls, we're going to do this to you and we want your hair to be like this. First of all, it's just hair. Like, so whatever. Um, and you're like, from a producing perspective, we would just never do that now. It would all be no. this big surprise reveal yeah. at the end. But she basically tells everyone what's about to happen, which is very boring TV and like kills the surprise and it, it kind of underwhelms at the end. But anyway, they're going through and telling everyone the plans and then they end with Brandy and they tell her she is fierce as she is and they aren't going to do anything to her, uh, which is very annoying to her. Understandably so. Yeah. Like yeah. it's makeover day. She keeps complaining about this weave. And then they're like, you look great. They're clearly like punishing her for her attitude yeah, the day before. No but whatever. in her. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. They finally agree to take her weave off, which makes her happy. Um, so now they're doing this. They're doing the makeover. 
They're sh- they're doing the photo shoot. Also, complete sidebar that I didn't catch. They have to be topless <laughs> during the photo shoot. Uh, what like, was that about? Too? Why was that necessary? Thrown in. Literally just thrown in. Also, take off your shirt. You have a new hairdo. <laughs> so, so here we are. They are cruising through this. So it is really hard to follow. Um, and this is when I noticed like most of these girls are just getting blowouts and like basic 90s highlights and they're calling it a makeover. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that it felt more at, at the time watching it, it felt more of a bigger deal, but I was like, oh, everyone's just getting extensions. Like, and that's it. Yeah. So yeah. Like you just, you just gave them like low lights. Um, they are fucking with Michelle, Michelle with the man neck. Remember they're bleaching her dark hair. And as a platinum blonde, they're bleaching it really poorly. And she is literally shaking because it hurts her so bad. And they are all like, oh my God, she is like convulsing. So they are doing a terrible job of bleaching her hair. And like, as we know now, because of like Kardashians and how Kim went to complete blonde, it should take you a day to go. Yeah, it didn't take, I think it it should take 12 hours. hours. Yes. Mm -hmm. They are ruining her hair. Uh, And then they're all, but they're complimenting the hell out of Michelle for how she doesn't complain. (sighs) Okay. Kenya. Am I saying her name right? Kenya? I'm trying to spell it. Yes, you are. Yes. Mm -hmm. Kenya asks questions about the cut they want to do. And then Mr. J like loses his shit on her (laughs) um, that she's not trusting them. Tyra comes over. Tyra shows up out of nowhere just to say that being a top model is about embracing change being open, and being a blank slate. She says, 12 of you have been open, but two of you, and you know who you are, have pissed me off. And the next time I see you, you'll be at judging, and this will affect that. We got, we're got. we going to come back to it. Yeah, I have that, that in my notes. Holy I, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, they get home. There's a Tyra mail that once again tells them that someone's getting eliminated. We know. Kenya is worried it will be her, between her and Brandy because, duh. Um... All right, next day, next day, we're in the judge's room. Janice is here. Nigel is here. Noli, the shitty, Nole, the shitty fat phobic person is here. And they're going to go one by one, and they pull up their best picks one at a time, right? This is the end of the judging. Tyra commends Michelle for pushing through the pain because that's what it's all about. Fucking toxic. They tell Brita that she looks worried and old and not even a one on the scale. Not even a one. You look worried and old. It's Kenya's turn. And I shit you not, the music goes dun dun dun. Like, the music gets like the dramatic music so of that dramatic. Times, like of, of those times on reality TV. Hilarious. Hilarious. Ty- Tyra says so they already got kind of mad. I, I skipped this part. They got kind of mad at one girl who got a blowout, but then she had her regular curly hair for the judging. And they're like, wow, why didn't you keep that blowout we gave you? And she was like, oh, just because it's easier. And they were like mad at her about that. So now Kenya's there and her hair is not exactly the same as the way they did it. Tyra's like, is your hairstyle the same? And you're like, bitch, you know it's not. Right. right? <laughs> no, it's not. Huge curly poof on the side of my head. You know it's not the same. Yeah. And Kenya's like, oh, actually, it's not. She's been really nice. Actually, it's not. I put some oil on it, and it got really stringy. And then Janice yells at her. Tyra Mm -hmm. is still mad at her. Mm -hmm. And so she just gets, like, all the smoke from them. 
We go to Tiffany. We once again hear about how this show is saving Tiffany from the gutter. Oh my gosh, that's in my notes as well. Jeez, can we stop talking about Tiffany's backstory? Christ, this trauma. Um, Now Brandy is in front of them and they are going in on her. Like, Jesus Christ, she's a kid. Like, this kid is 19. Yeah. She's a fucking kid. Yeah. Tyra says, where is that thankful person when I called your name? And they want these girls to kiss their ass. Growl. I did write this. And I thought about Keela and our little buddies that are on the Gen Z cusp. I'm like, I would love to see them try to recreate this show, like, line for line <laughs> with Gen Zers. I want to see Gen Z girls in there just, like, I'm Absolutely sure it's on not. TikTok. I'm going to look for it. Any of this. Right. We have to. Because th- the way that the Gen Z girls would be like, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, no way. Toxic, toxic piece of yeah. shit. Uh, I do love our Gen Z comrades. Um, so the judges go back through the photos and discuss. Here are some comments that they say about the girls. She has man hands. She has zero sex appeal. Her attitude sucks. She's seen those red lights before, oh, meaning from the ghetto. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who even wants her around? Mm. Um, she's 25 and holding too much weight, meaning old and fat. She looked drab. Her face is pugsley, meaning her nose and her they features are all too, too close, close together. together. Yes. Too close together. She's so big, she looks like someone in drag. Mm. And then they call her Michelle slash Michael yep. to like make a joke about her being a man. Now all the girls come in to find out who is cut. Tyra has 14 women in front of her and only 13 pictures in her hands. The way that they do this so specifically every time while they like shittily produce the rest of it (laughs) sends me because it's just stupid. She hands out the pictures and everyone knows like who it's coming down to. So they pretend to be super relieved. But like you knew you weren't going home because you're not one of these fat or black girls. Right, right. Now we're down to four girls and three photos. Kenya gets a photo, and Tyra said that she learned a big lesson this week. The last two girls are Brandy with the bad attitude and Brita, the fatty. They step forward. As we have already been informed, Tyra has only one photo. She recaps for each of them. Brita is amazingly beautiful in person, but when the judges evaluate her photo, they don't want to see her anymore. With no explanation at all. They don't say they why. Don't they just say they don't want, want to see, see you anymore. No, they already said it because you're old and fat. <laughs> when I tell you this is the hottest girl in any you're room that stunning. we've ever been in. so beautiful. Whoo. Brandy, <laughs> you have all the potential in the world, but your attitude sucks. They don't want to see you either. Holy fucking shit. But some of them do. <laughs> So Brandy is saved. Being fat and old is worse than being an yes, asshole. Yes, Being fat, and by fat I mean 138 pounds, and is old. the worst thing you can be. Old at 25, mm, mm, the mm. worst thing you can be. Brandy cries and swears she will work on her attitude. Brita, mm. this is my favorite moment. Brita says, <laughs> I'm pissed right now. And to be honest, I'm regretting this yes, experience. Yes, I was like, and absolutely. Said, yes, yes, girl, yes. Thank you. God, that is your reaction. That is the <laughs> no. only reaction. I hope you carry that energy. I hope you didn't watch this show. I know. I'm going to find her. I'm going to find her on we social media. We have to. Oh. If we could find any and of then, these girls to come on this show, I mean, that would be amazing too. Like this- The way I just want to gas them up and pour into them and like try to undo any d- damage. I, <laughs> done. Like, I, like, we're, we're, we're re-watching the show. 
you were done. We're Bob. huge fans. Yeah, you were done ago. so dirty. Oh my god. Okay, and I also forgot that at the end of every episode, they have this group shot with all the girls. In this one, they happen to be topless, and then they fade away. Mm-hmm. The person who's like gone, so Rita just fades away. I know, and I also laugh because I'm like, this must have been the height of Photoshop at the time. Like, yeah. they think this is like the most like high production value trick. It is so tacky. Like, yeah, it's, anyway, yeah. that's the end. That's where we end oh, right there. Goodness. Oh, where do we start? Um, <gasps> I, Give me one of your points. I will say my points. very first audit point is, and just simply put, black girls. Because the way the Black girls are being treated on this show is so disproportionate to everyone else. And and it's at the helm of a Black woman who it's so hard to, like, watch. Um, So Brandy acting like a diva immediately. um, I obviously that was like, okay, girl, you know try to get a better attitude, but also they saved her to be the last girl, it seems, or or like second to the last. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. hmm, I wonder if this was all produced to trigger her because they kind of know she has a spicy attitude a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't like that. And then Tiffany gets called a ghetto alien when she was posing on the police car and saying that she hopped in and out of that car as if she's seen those red lights before like you didn't say that about anyone else and every time the word ghetto is mentioned outside of when they went to that non-ghetto place where they live um was all about the black girls you know it was just uh it was just so it was horrible also um, not having anyone on set that knew how to fix the black girl's hair. The first photo shoot when Brandy got home and she's like combing through her hair. She's like, oh my gosh, this is in knots. They just, you know, did me any kind, any kind of way on this set. And then they weren't going to do anything to her. And yeah, and make her live with this. make her live with that. Yeah. It just, that was really hard to watch. I also feel like um, I wrote here in my notes when Tyra was speaking to um, to, to the one of the girls, I think she was talking to, oh yeah, when she was talking to Tiffany when they were doing the makeovers, she was like, oh, well, but she, she was talking to the other girl. She was, oh, you're going to look like this. You're going to look like this. She gets to take, you have this big ass attitude. So we're going to make you look, I'm like, why, why this energy? Why this dialect? Why, why, why are you speaking to her like this? And so mm-hmm. it just felt like, I can't believe it was 2000 anything no. <laughs> watching this. No. Um, but I can't yeah. like I I have I have some notes about this too that I mean we're gonna keep coming back to it mm-hmm. of like this this is such a specific type of woman of racialized woman for sure mm-hmm. like the the more marginalized you get this type of early two thousands this generational of uh, I went through shit and so I'm gonna be oh, harder on yeah. you so because I am building you up so I'm doing my own boot camp. Uh-huh. Because I love you, yeah. right? And you're like, no, you got abused, and now you're abusing other. Like, there's no other way around this. You were abused, Tyra, totally. and now you are abusing other people. Like yeah. that is the beginning and end of it. And it is so painful to watch. Yeah, it's painful to watch this like blatant racism on anything. 
And, and but then yeah. to watch it at the hands of one of the most famous black women. I world. know. And then like, to like coast, like Nole walking around being able to say things like holy uh, shit. alien, like being able to and side then, of beef with this. Yes. <laughs> like just watching um, them feeling comfortable to say things that I know for a fact would never be said one in front of a no. black person and two on national television today. No, it was just, it was astounding. I, I just couldn't believe that the black girls were immediately stereotyped even by Tyra and treated that way. And that was just really hard. Um, even yeah, I, I wrote last, down, you know, yep. all of yep. it, all of it. They were totally trying to trigger them. They're trying yes. to use their trauma stories. Yeah. I said, they, they keep showing the black women sticking up for themselves. Yes. Like literally Kenya was just like, I'm not too. sure how explain it to me. Right. Like tell mm-hmm. me what's going on. So she like, she's not, she's not a bad attitude. Not she's, she's, a bad attitude cla- at all. she's sticking up for herself. She's agency. She asked the question. It, she just said, Oh, I didn't realize you guys were going to do bangs furious. this way. Yeah. And the way that they were reacting to her, it was just like, she just yeah. asked a question like, and everybody else is just a complete pushover, and we just watch them get dragged for it. Yes, like, it was just it was unnecessary, and also too like being a black woman, our hair is everything, everything. Mm-hmm. So I have some questions mm-hmm. to ask as well. If you're doing oh girl anything to my hair, <laughs> if you just come girl. in and rub your hands through my yeah. hair, I have some questions, some pushback, some anything, you know. And so to act as if they weren't supposed to like just want to be informed was absolutely ridiculous. Tyra as a black woman fully understands that notion. And for her to show up like looking like, Oh, two of you and all, and just this cryptic language about them. Just say it. You have a problem with Kenya and, and not Tiffany. It was Brandy. Just say it. You know, I just didn't like, I, I have not been liking any of the conversations or treatment surrounding the black women, I have a feeling, I can't remember all of this verbatim. I know I watched it many years ago, but I feel like it gets worse. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. For sure. Can I say something about, because this kind of ties into what you're saying. Can I say something about the sheer audacity of these makeovers? <laughs> like, yes. they did no tests. They did no strand tests. They didn't, oh, yeah, they didn't check they allergies, didn't do any chemicals. Tests. They are just out here putting basic ass box chemicals on people's heads, on yes. these women's heads. Like this is the lowest quality, like garbage materials. They they rush the shit yeah. out of. I mean, I'm focused on the bleach because it's so that damaging and like, like so, I feel so bad, bad for her. They didn't even tone it right. But then, like, if you compare this to like what you're doing, what they're doing on queer eye now, you know, mm-hmm. with makeovers. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is a joke also. And I'm out of my lane here, but I'm going to tee it up so you can hit it out of the park. These are bad weaves. Okay. The weaves were so bad. High quality. Oh hair. my goodness. When your weave. Okay. So they had the wind blowing on the ladies, um, when they were taking their photos, uh, you know, after all of these, uh, you know, huge makeovers were done and you can tell, like, there was a line of demarcation between your the natural hair of all of the girls and then this weave. That is horrible weave. When your hair blows in the wind, everything is supposed to blow. You're not supposed to see a hair hat, essentially, of your real hair laying on top of this beautiful weave. And you could see mm-hmm. that on every single 
person. I was just like, what is going on? No, Tiffany's hair in like the interviews was laying so poorly. Like <laughs> it just, so just looks synthetic. It all right? was. It was such a cheap weave. Like, and I'm like, Tyra would never wear hair like no, this. No, we like, Tyra's hair even for the times. It was just so good because back then weaves in general just weren't that great. But Tyra's is stunning. And so seeing everyone else and she's like, these are the people that work on the high fashion, this and that. And I'm like, absolutely not. These people did no, a horrible this is, job. This is a five and dime weave. Like, <laughs> totally. This is so bad. It's yeah. so bad. And back to your point about like when somebody touches, like I go back to Queer Eye, Jonathan Van Ness with any person of color and especially black people asks every time, can I touch your hair? And you like, should. And they're doing they're a hairdresser, right? right? right. So like, but before they start, they say, is it okay if I had to put my hands in your hair? Like, yeah. so such respectful. A different time, man. So, oh my God, so just different. watching it now is such a bomb. And you're like, the way that they just, uh, yeah, yeah, it is It is abusive. I have no other way to say it. It is it abusive. Was, it felt what abusive. a gaslight for these women. And like, oh, my heart is broken. I know. Broken. And it's only episode, only episode two. Uh, um, yeah. So I also have, um, oh yeah. Okay. So we can get to my second one, which is, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I have three, but my second one is the body shaming. Um, so they, one of the girls were, oh, it was Kenya being told on the scale, you're shaped like a boy minus the breast. Um, as she stepped up on the scale and she's like, oh, uh, oh, okay. Um, then one girl who had the smallest butt I've ever seen, Miss J said to her, she has a future behind her. I mean, what? Like, it was just like, okay, all right. Um, obviously you mentioned the holding too much weight, um, that she's so big, she looks like someone in drag. I mean, being publicly weighed alone forget about it I would have quit the show that would have been the day that they're like Jasmine you're up I'm out like that alone I don't even know how anyone was able to get through that and when Brita the 138 pound girl or young lady stepped on the scale she's like oh I've been sick and and Miss J's like yeah that means you would lose weight it was just yeah crazy so embarrassed She's like, I can lose it. I can lose it. And oh, like, yeah. When she what? said, I can lose it. I was like, and is anyone concerned how she's going to lose this in such a short period no. of time? No. Have Tell me this. In two episodes, have you seen them put anything in their mouth? No, I haven't seen anyone eat. Yeah, you're right. I haven't seen anyone eat a thing. And everyone always looks so tired. Everyone looks yeah. tired. Because they're not sleeping in their weird production studio. Yeah. Room and, like... What a horrible thing. They should file a class action. I, I think so. I think I they would actually show. win. I I was just looking at everyone's bodies and I was like, no, not the way in. What was the point of that? Um, no. I mean, of course, they, they would say like, this is what it is. This is like, we're not saying it's great, but if you want to be in this industry, you know, that whole attitude of like, this is the reality of the industry. But and are they weighing girls when they go for go sees? Like, if you're showing up with your portfolio, are they weighing those girls? I mean, I don't know. Your agent probably is. Your manager probably is. Like, they're probably still this. This kind of stuff is probably. I was still thinking about that now. too. I was like, I think yeah. I bet you anything. This is like quietly happening still. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the actual industry is very slow to change. Yeah, um, very ridiculous. Because secretly, many, many women still want to be super thin, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. Even though we have the Cardi B's, the like, J-Bo's, yeah. the Megan Thee Stallion's, yeah. um, all yeah. of these people, but still, thin is, will always be in. Yeah, because it's white. That That is, it mm. is like, again, I, I think I said this in a previous episode, but one of my friends had said, you know, hair is to black women what skinny is to white yes. women. Yes, yes. And like, because skinny is the, is like the thing for white women, it will always be weaponized against everybody. Please, please. I mean, uh, I know. really, really hard to see. Um, also, I was thinking about uh, when I was watching them do the weigh-ins on like all of the insecurities that I had in high school and all regarding my weight. And this was around the time that I was in high school. And I was like, oh, it wasn't just me. Society was, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it was society that expected me to be a certain weight, a certain size. I remember telling my mom, uh, we went shopping and I was like a size four or something. And and we went to the store and I had to get a size five in a, um, an outfit and I cried. Like I went into the fitting room and bawled and she came in there. She's like, what is going on? And I was like, I'm a five now. And she's like, what? Like a five. And I was, I felt, I remember running like more and like eating less to get back to that four. I was a dancer in high school And I just felt like, you know, that I just, and to think that way, that my niece, my 13 year old niece would even have an experience even similar to that just makes me cringe. And watching this reminds me of like, oh yeah, like look at what was going on during that time. Of course I was crying about being a five, you know, it's a crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy time. It's, it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have not like, I'm like, yep, it uh, tracks all of that tracks, all of that tracks. And like, this is why it is so important now. Like I know a lot of women now who won't be weighed at the doctor and not because it triggers them, but because they don't even want to go down that. Right. Like mm. I think my, my strategy is I don't engage with my weight at all. Like I don't think about it. I don't hmm. talk about it when my doctor is like, you know, do you want to talk about this or that? And like, nope, every like, and not in a, I don't, I don't think in like an unhealthy or denial way, right. but in a way that I'm like, because it is all still there, this concept of weight and it's so close to the surface. And I'm like, no, if I give it an inch, it will take a mile. Oh, and it so will. It's easy to I set in completely, too. Yeah. And so I'm just like, no, cause I know, I remember when I got married, the, um, the seamstress was like after she did the alterations and I went to try it on like right before the wedding. And she was like, oh, okay, it's good. It's a little tight. So just don't eat uh, on your wedding day. Oh and I was God. like, no, no, I am going to eat on my wedding Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, paying I all this money for lunch. this food. Like, are you crazy? Right. Like I'm just, there's, and, and it's just such a normalized thing to be like, no, you just skip these few meals or even that idea of getting in shape for your wedding. I was like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it because it just takes you down. It's just, it's, it's just a rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. It's dark. So I have to completely disengage from it. Um, and it's because of shit like this, I know, right? I know. It's, ugh, it's, Ooh, it's a battle. It's buddy. a battle for sure. And then my last one is just age. 
talking about 25 like it was 50 amongst teenagers. Like she just, how old are you? Uh, How old do Mm -hmm. I look like? When people ask that question, I know that they are ashamed of their age. Like, off it's the so rip. weird. And it's like, oh, 25. I'm 25. I couldn't wait to be older. I just wanted to be grown. Me too. Like, Me too. I was embarrassed to be a teenager. So it's just so funny. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Right? I um, couldn't wait. I always career knew. Girls. Like, I'm definitely, I knew that my best life was going to be unlocked as an adult. And I can say that's been confirmed. Like it is, it yeah. has been, my best life has been unlocked being an adult. And I always knew Absolutely. it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, yeah, if this is, if this is the path you want and like your commodity is skinny and young, that's just like, that's why it's so inherently toxic because you can't do anything about that. Mm-mm. Like Mm-mm. literally two things you can't really control as much as you want. You can have an eating disorder, but right. even that, like what a fucking mind fuck yeah like to make someone's worth around two things they can't control 25 25 25. I'm 38 that feels like a baby and they were older than I'm pretty sure Nigel and all of them were like my age now so you know what I mean or at least they look that way um or or it also speaks to I feel like us like at our millennial bracket like we have such a weird age dysphoria where when I see their pictures and stuff, I'm like, I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I look like that. Right. That is me. And I am them. And like, it is not. Yeah. I mean, it is. You're right about the age. How can I be 40 and 20 at the same time? But I completely think that I am. Well, that's because we, I will say that like, um, we tend to like uh, skew younger now. I think the pressure, there's certain, somehow even throughout all of the stuff that we're talking about that we experienced growing up, um, we decided to take that pressure off at some yeah. point. And, and now there is an unapologetic youthfulness about millennials that I love being a part of. And that's why you're able to look at something and say, Oh yeah, me too, girl. Twenty five, me yeah. too. You know what I mean? Put me in. Yeah. Put me in. Yeah. Give me a little alien makeup and give me on that car. I'll yeah, show you. Same, I'll work. Same. Yeah. Right. Get fierce. Mm-hmm. No, I do, and I do. I think it comes back. I think it also goes hand in hand with what we were saying generationally. Of it used to be like you are in this generation, and there is a grand canyon between you and the next generation right. that no one shall ever cross. But now that we have decided it's okay to change your mind right. about things yeah. and like grow and evolve as a person, even as an adult, that keeps us young too. Yeah, right? 100%. We still identify with Gen Z. We're like, we have the same ideas about things. Whereas Gen Xers, certainly boomers, you know, not all of them, but mm-hmm. categorically speaking would be like, we are different than, we are fundamentally different than you. And you are. And, <laughs> you are yeah, fundamentally cor- correct. different. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, yes. Yeah. But it definitely, you got to think like the Gen Zers were our little cousins, our little, you know, our younger siblings. And so. I know. We, our little baby. Yeah. Friends. So there they watched us cross certain barriers and they're taking it as they should to the next level. They're, they're out here killing it. Yeah. I'm they're so out proud here killing of them. It. Very proud. I know. That's what I'm like. As we get older and we're in some positions with power, like how can we clear more space for them? I know. Um, I I love that our generation is thinking that way too. Um, Unlike other generations who are stroking out at the podium, holding on to to their power. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Because they grew up in the like, it was bad for me and I'm going to make it 10 times worse for you. Yeah. And that's uh-huh. an act of love. Absolutely. Okay, I have another, I have another point. We have to talk about it, Jasmine. We got to talk about belts, my girl. We got to talk about belts. <laughs> All right. We were wearing some belts yes. in the early uh-huh. hands. We were like uh-huh. embellished belts, large belts, statement yeah. belts, belts. Some of them are just like big man belts. Like you want to talk about man true. hands? I used to your have man a belt, belt collection. You're right. Now that I think I about it. I haven't worn a belt in 100 years. I wore I a belt for the first time in like 10 years a few weeks ago. And I thought wow, this is different. <laughs> it's like, ooh. Put on a belt like around a dress to like oh, okay, give yeah. me a little like, you know, empire waist uh-huh, or something uh-huh. if it goes with it. But that's, but yeah, like these belts are, just remember the look of like the low rise I was just going to say the low rise. The crop top. Yes. And then it's like. A belt to try to hold on for dear life. From Sears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's a thick brown belt. <laughs> yes, these thick brown belts. Do you remember the belts that had the big like metal buckles and they would say like your yep. name in the front. Yep. Yep. I had yep. one of those that had my name. How awful. If I can find a picture, yep. man, I, Oh, how awful. We I had pre- those cinch belts too, right? The ones that like slid that you would like cinch oh, with the buckle. Yeah. I mean, like I forgot about you those. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you would let it like hang down oh, like the extra. The this is my least favorite era of fashion early 2000s it's so bad it they the look worst. terrible they all look terrible i think this is even worse it's, than like the um the grunge 90s which i also didn't yes. like but this is oh i like it you, you like that um i like it i didn't yeah. like it but now this is so basic yeah this is baby doll tees carrying yeah, around the bad, dogs bad, bad. did you see that the dogs just were not allowed to walk if you were a small dog run for your life. Someone was going to pick you up and never put you down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I saw, um, I can't remember his name. Problematic guy. What's his name? Nole. Nole yeah. with that dog. And I'm like, let him down, let him run free. Yep. What are we doing? No, we're doing it. We're simple lifing it. It's so bad. <sighs> so bad. The belts are so bad. And then my last point that I wrote, and I and I want Keila to be part of this because I think this is an essay and maybe not an audit point, but I'm very interested. So in Chicago, uh-huh. I first moved here 15 or so years ago, and I lived um, over near the west side in Humboldt Park of Chicago. Uh-huh. And everybody who had lived – like a lot of the white fo- – I mean, it was being gentrified, so a lot of the white folks that lived there – were artists, you know how the artists come in first, yes. right? And then like it gentrifies, whatever. But they'd lived there for a long time. And they were like, oh yeah, it used to be like people like you, meaning me, gentrifier, wouldn't live here like a few years ago. But it like people would be like like rolling dice in the streets and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. basically calling it the ghetto. Yeah, right? yeah, the hood. Um, but then the but then the real world filmed, they bought the real world had a house in Wicker Park, which is really close to to where I was living and then everything changed. So then I'm like, I really want to understand this, Mm. like these reality show locations because they put their fucking house in the middle of this, like this is area that they were all pretending to be. So I'm like, what is that area like now? Yes. I'll tell you that Wicker Park right now, like we could not afford a house there. Yeah. I know. I went over there the last time I was in Chicago. I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's fancy, fancy. Yeah. But it was, it was like no man's land when the real world, 
they bought an apartment there and put people in it. And now it's like everything. So I'm really interested in the reality show, like location gentrification. For sure. This like, definitely uh, yeah, looks like so. a downtown LA, um, probably like the outskirts. I haven't been to LA in a while, but um, that just looked exactly like how those buildings look and all of that. And, and it was- I bet there's a Starbucks there. Yeah. I bet there's a <laughs> For Whole sure. Foods. Obscure yep. area, um, for sure. Somewhere yep. heading towards like Inglewood, like you just never know. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. no, I think that is an essay actually, like the gentrification of um, areas. Via reality mm-hmm. TV. Yeah. Yeah. So bizarre. For sure. Anyway. Interesting. That's all I got. I mean, whoo, it's, baby. It, it actually, I will say that um, there's not a lot of action happening, I guess, yet. <laughs> Um, but there's so much microaggression and shocking moments to see and take in. So I feel like all of our audits moving forward is just going to be our reactions to like shock, 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 shock. Where are we at? What are we I doing? Know. You know, shock and less like capturing moment for moment. Um, like yeah. we did previously with Summer House when there was more action. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like it's really triggering. Like, oh, I feel like is. y'all are going to watch. Like, Definitely this is. is. Yeah. That's why we had lot. to pay for for season four. She's trying to hide it, tuck it away. If you want to see how bad oh I was, God. you're going to have to pay for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel bad. Like, we're really we're really in this, huh? We're really doing this? Yeah, this, we're gonna is, have to- this is more triggering than – I know you said Summer House was tough. I, this is tough. This is tough to yeah. watch. Yeah. Wait, no, this is much <laughs> this is much different than Summer House. Summer House was a lot of drinking and I didn't like yeah. it, but this is like Some yeah, dark stuff hard. and we're only yep. on episode 2, you guys. So, um, all right, stick with us us next time. (laughs) (laughs) Stick with us. Join us next time. We'll be covering, uh, episode three. Um, God only knows what will be going on then, but keep a stick with us. So, um, follow us on Instagram at the pop culture audit, rate and review us anywhere that you listen to podcasts and that's it. We'll talk next week. Y'all we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey.